fucking liking. So, I'm about five seconds into this and I've said so already. That is not professional. But I'm not a professional. This is the point. In fact, for this episode, I'm actually recording in the wardrobe. Um, I fucking said M already as well. Jesus. It's going to take a wee while to get used to this. But then, I've only just started. Do you know what I mean? And let's be honest. The only reason I'm, I'm doing it is because some friends of mine said, you know, give it a go, we'd listen. Um, and that's encouragement enough to give it a bash, at least. But it'll take, I mean, it'll take me a while to get to get the, the hang of it. I'm, and I'm no technical wizard. I'm still figuring shit out, man, you know, uh, what software to use for editing and stuff like that. But, I mean, I'll get there. I hope I get there. I will keep trying. And if people do start listening, then that's that's fucking grand, isn't it? Um, 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 again, fuck's sake. But if if the audio sounds different, it's because I'm in the cupboard, which is a tip I picked up from another podcast I listened to called Sunday Papers, which is a podcast with... Uh, an American comedian and writer called Greg Fitzsimmons and his longtime friend who's a comedy writer, producer called Mike Gibbons and their podcast comes out every Sunday and I love it, I think it's great but especially because nobody's like in studios etc not that I have a fucking studio, Jesus the first, very first one was recorded in my truck um the second one, well, the second one that I fucking released was recorded in the living room downstairs. But I had four episodes um, that I'd done previously. And in my technical naivety, they've somehow been deleted. So I'm not going to try and recreate what was said in those episodes because it's not like I explored the meaning of life and uh, the universe and everything which is 42 um so you know I didn't say anything that was life-changing maybe I had some insights in my own life that might have been worthy of holding on to but there was nothing in those episodes that, like, that matter. So, you know, fuck it. it is what it is, isn't it? Um, I mean, I'll carry on doing these. Um, th- this will be the third one. And I could maybe split it into a fourth one if I put in more ums and errs and so. That's a, that's a tricky thing to try and stop if you've done something habitually without even knowing it for for a long time like in conversation using fillers like um so it's usually while you're waiting for your next thought to manifest 
and so you can sit if you can hear that squeaking noise it's because i'm sitting on a fucking bean bag in the cupboard high tech here you can hi 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 um m fucking stop it m but yeah you know i'll keep doing it it like i say some people have said that uh meh meh motherfucker that they would like to listen to me talk shit and some people have said oh what's it going to be about but and this is going to be a stretch but i don't think you can some people go into shit scripted and write notes and from listening to podcasts and i you know i listen to a few mostly comedy podcasts they're different styles some people prep and write and script and some people just go into it with barely an idea of what they're going to talk about and it free flows and i think that is what i would like to do but it may change i mean i would at some point like to have guests on i've actually invited a couple of people to to be guests we've just got to work out the logistics of it um because they're not local and even if they were they wouldn't be allowed to come in just now what with all the locking down and quarantining and shit like that so we'll figure it out we'll maybe just do like a fucking zoom and record it on zoom and put it up as a video as well um fucking um excuse me but i think i'm going to enjoy it so i'll keep at it and ultimately if people listen great if they don't then nothing's lost you know it's just me talking into my microphone or talking into my phone via the microphone and putting it into the into the internet into the cosmos into the ether so you know fuck it but people might listen to this and go what a hacky cunt what a useless bastard and some people are just trolls and they'll be like stop doing this right now and kill yourself and that's fair enough everyone's entitled to their opinion but even if my own if it's just my own friends that listen to this which i'm almost fearing because like i know the first ones are going to be rough i know it the first of anything's rough you've just got to keep at it and if they are rough i i i don't like being in that position where if someone i know and love and respect is doing something that i perceive could embarrass them or cause them hurt i cringe i have got a a massive cringe gland i can comfortably say that my cringe gland is the biggest gland on my body body and that's including my genitalia that's including my nutsack my cringe gland is definitely bigger than my nutsack and for the lucky few people out there who have seen my nutsack which is if you don't know me probably more than you would be comfortable guessing know that it's it's you know it's not small my nutsack but my regardless my cringe gland is twice the size of that at least 
So when I see people doing something that I think, oh no, that's that's bad, then I get embarrassed for them. I cringe, and I, the thought of somebody listening to this, who I love and respect, like I say, and them thinking, oh Jesus Christ, said this is fucking terrible, then. I think I would prefer, certainly my ego would prefer, that they didn't say anything. But I know to grow and learn and evolve, then you have to be told this stuff. If it's terrible, you need, you know, rough with the smooth. If it's great, great. If it's terrible, fine. Still need to know about it. So you can implement changes. Like then, I nearly said M, but I fucking stopped myself, didn't I? Give myself a pat on the back for that bastard. But no. So the whole reason for doing this is because I listen to podcasts, I enjoy podcasts, and at the end of the day, like I said, it's me talking into my phone, sat on a beanbag in my fucking cupboard. So we'll see what the sound quality is like. Um... We are at some point going to set up the wee back room as a bit of an office slash studio. I might get a bit of a better mic um, and maybe a laptop. But at the minute, it's recording on my phone or my iPad, depending on what's got more battery. I edit it with some free software. I got off the interwebs and we're three episodes in. The lost four episodes... Um, fucking M. I, I, I could try and rack my brains and think about what I spoke about, but I honestly can't fucking remember, so they can't have been that important, that's for sure. So we'll fucking move on. Um, and hopefully, going forward, more and more people will listen. And, you know, it's hard not to care like what people think about you but I want to give this a bash because hopefully I'm on the same wavelength as people out there you know and if they get an odd wee chuckle if they like listening to my dulcet tones and it kills a couple of hours or a couple of minutes or 45 minutes or however long these episodes get then grand fine that'll fucking do won't it I listen to podcasts for the chat um, and I don't even listen to like specialty podcasts like I say Sunday Papers with uh, Greg Fitzsimmons and Mike Gibbons I listen to the Joe Rogan experience well who doesn't listen to fucking Joe Rogan let's be honest um, the Burt cast I like Two Bears One Cave with Tom Segura and Bert Kreischer, they're good. But what the fuck is it? Is this an advert for other podcasts? I don't think so. That was just where I get my influence from. And not like... If it's, oh, what makes you think I can do... A, you can do a podcast? What makes me think I can do a podcast? It's easy, ultimately. It's... Like I say, talking into a fucking microphone and maybe some people will listen. I'm not so arrogant that I'm going to say, oh yeah, it's going to be fucking great. 
I mean, you have to think one day it might be. Um, M. M again. Where the fuck does that come from? Why is it not R? Why don't in between talking points you go R instead of um, 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 fucking um. But yeah, I don't think I'm arrogant. I wouldn't say I'm particularly self-confident. Um, I get quite a lot of Dutch courage when I when I drink. I'm, I appear quite extroverted. A lot of people think I'm extroverted, but it's all an elaborate ruse. I have to have uh, the an alcohol, an influence of alcohol to become extroverted. Take a sip of my tea there. And then a lot of people have that. I don't think... Unless you're fucking... I don't know. Louis Spence or some shit. I mean, he's... that. When you think extrovert, if you don't know who Louis Spence is, Google it. You're in for a fucking treat, mate. If... Outgoing... Extravagant... Extroverted personalities are your thing then there'll be some clips of Louis Spence I bet on the internet that will fucking make your day not my cup of tea has to be honest but then I might not be his cup of tea so who gives a shit who gives a fuck speaking of cups of tea I've just taken another drink of mine so yeah I'm not arrogant, not particularly self-confident, unless I have a alcoholic-based libation in me. But some people I I love and respect and are friends with have said that if I were to do one, they would listen. So here it is, episode three, titled The Lost Episodes. Mainly because I spoke about losing four episodes for all of, what, three minutes. But that's a, a loose enough link to make that the fucking title of the episode. Um, and to be honest, like, I didn't come into this with any subject in mind other than uh, I wrote down on a piece of paper that I wanted to at least reference the fact that I'd recorded a few episodes and that in my ineptitude I'd lost them and that's all really all I came into the episode with you know, like I say, the nature of the podcasts I listen to, they don't tend to be scripted. Well, Sunday Papers is. They write a script for that. And I like to think that I'm free-thinking enough to be able to to come up with talking points on the fly. And when I get to a stage where I do get some guests on, then... You know, the art of the conversation 
is that you you're able to hold and maintain the topics of discussion you're able to keep the flow going you the 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 pattern as it were and that that's my hope so we'll have to get something sorted i don't know because a lot of people say you know with zoom and what and facetime and what have you that it has been quite easy to to keep in touch obviously as a species we prefer close quarters of physical relationships um but with the fucking lockdown due to the pandemic and that that's obviously a lot harder but we'll see man christ it's early days isn't it i'll figure something out or I'll just make shit up as I go. Um, M, fucking M, dead. I suppose some people might be wondering. The podcast is titled "Fucking Lycan," and some people who aren't from the same neck of the woods as me might not fully grasp what that is all about so one of the places I lived in the northeast of Scotland is a, a fishing town called Bucky and that was the first time I was introduced to uh, what's the word uh, a region of dialect that I what would I describe it as I suppose it's kind of Doric but I was a journeyman for three apprentices at a shipyard um, where we <laughs> installed instruments in lifeboats, this was after I'd come out of the Air Force, I'd done nine years in the RAF and when I come out I bounced around some contracting jobs some temp jobs and I got a job at the shipyard in Bucky and one of the apprentices I had had a thick, like, accent in there'd be phrases like, Here, men, fucking like N. And like N is like then, as in fit like, fit like a day, which is fit like is a phrase I'm well familiar with, being Scottish. Growing up, people often said, Fit like a day. Fit like my loon. Which is, you know, what what are you like? As in, are you, what's your mood like? How are you? But then in Bucky, I was introduced to Ligan. <laughs> Which is the same thing, but it's like then. As in, fit like then. As in, fit like... So he started using Ligan. So it's a bit of a running joke. We started saying Ligan to each other. But I, I'd forgotten that when I... Because I was in school in Bucky for a while. Um, it was... The the spin on some of the words, like tit. Used to, people used to call each other tits all the time. like, But the way that people call... Like mates or that pals call each other a dick or f fucking 
It's good cunt him or whatever. Like, I, like I'll often call, call my best friends names. You know, it's it's the the crack, like just the banter. Um, so yeah, I'd I'd kind of forgotten that that was a thing. Fucking Loigan. And the other one that when I was in school was people would be shouting here across the fucking length of the corridor, here man. And like, it's when people used to go, right, I'll catch up with you later. All right, no bother. And off you go. And then they let you get so far down the road or corridor and then go, here, Chris. And they stop and go, yeah. You'd be like, where would you be now if I hadn't called you back? He'd be like, fuck off. Well, this one was, he'd be walking away or whatever, and hear men, hear men said. And I turn around, debt, as in, I fucking got you, you fucking debt. But the, the accent on it changed from tit to fucking debt. So that was the other thing, we'd go around the shipyard, hear men, fucking debt, fucking like it. And I was telling this story to another guy I used to work with, who's a good pal of mine, who I'm hoping will come on the podcast. He doesn't know it yet because I haven't fucking asked him, but Camel, if you're listening, you need to come on sometime, Ken. Hi, hi. So I tell him this story and keep having a bit of a fucking laugh about it. So then we'd start fucking liking. If something... <laughs> If something shitty happened, like fucking, because we worked, we were in a team together in my old job, and get a call from the office. Oh, you need to go to fucking such and such, and it's like three hours away. Well, we would just look at each other after a call and go, fucking again. Or, uh, oppositely, if something great happened, fucking again. So this all has accumulated in me deciding for just now it may change I don't know that the, the podcast is going to be called fucking Ligan. I apologize if that was too loud I wanted to emphasize it emphasize so yeah it was either going to be called Fucking like in or a packet of quavers and a tippy touch, which uh, a tippy touch is from. Uh, I don't. I don't know what the crack is about, like mentioning other things, because I'm not like, like nobody's advertising with me yet, and I don't know if there's like copyright rules from just mentioning shit. But there's an Adam Sandler film called Don't Mess With The Zohan, where, um, fucking, what's his name, Rob Schneider's character has found the Zohan and is bartering with a Israeli or Palestinian, I can't remember, for giving up the information and one of the negotiations is... I want one restaurant and two of your wives. And the guy's like, no. So he says, okay, I want a restaurant and one wife. And the guy says, no. He says, okay, I want one wife. No. He says, okay, 
I want sex with one wife two times. And he's like, no. He goes, okay. I want uh, two mukin tukin restaurants and one tippy touch or something like that. And it was just a phrase, tippy touch. I quite like. <laughs> so when uh, uh, the, the new crew I'm working with just now, oh, yeah, when we were just shooting the shit one day and we're like, yeah, I can't even remember where it was, but there was some sort of meet. It was after a meeting and we were going somewhere for lunch and um, it was, what do you want for lunch? And I was like, people were like, oh, we fucking burger, oh, we could go here, we could go there. Oh, do you want fucking Chinese or... And I said, what about a packet of quavers and a tippy touch? And uh, <laughs> it got a wee chuckle, so... But I like that. I like how just the certain wording, the way that words are framed or phrases are laid out, that can lead to getting a laugh and that's always good. Like... Another one, for example, um, fucking M, fuck off with your M. This is when some friends of mine still lived in, in Scotland, uh, going round to theirs one day, and there was a couple of kids out the front in the street playing a game called Kirby. I don't know if, if people are familiar with Kirby or not, but the basic premise is... You stand on opposite pavements, preferably with a curb, and you have a football. And what you have to do is throw it at the curb, and the ball bounces back and you catch it. If that happens, you get to go into the middle of the road and try and hit the curb and catch it as many times as you can. And if it's a straight bounce back into your hands, it's like 20 points. Um... But if you bounce and it rolls across the ground and comes back to you, it's 10 points. If you miss or the other person catches it, then your turn's over. So I'm coming down the road. Two wee lads playing Kirby. They were having a barbecue. Not the lads, my friends I was going to visit. And one of these lads throws this ball. Perfect shot. Bounces on the curb at the perfect fucking angle. Sails up in the air. Catches it. And with a proud look in his face, he goes, beat that. And without missing a beat, the boy he's playing goes, beat my dick. <laughs> and that, that just made me laugh, the way it was framed. The boy, beat that, beat my dick. <laughs> they were like fucking, I don't know, fucking 10 or something. So I'm chuckling. I go into the, the barbecue already fucking laughing. And my pal's like, what are you laughing at? And so I says, there's two lads out the front playing Kirby. And I, I explained to them the whole situation. So still having a wee chuckle about it. Beat my dick. So now, again with that, it's like an inside joke. Every time, like, you know, somebody achieves something or something good happens or there's an accomplishment that's... Not announced, but like spoken about, or they say, "Oh, you know, did this today and fucking feel good or whatever." 
I tend to respond with a beat my dick, um, which can be inappropriate <laughs> depending on the context of the achievement, like, you know, promotion at work, beat my dick. I don't think that's uh, that's very good. But yeah, like, just little words and phrases put together make me laugh and they, they do become running jokes and that's one a good thing about close friendships is you develop these inside jokes like fucking like in or hear him in dead fucking dead or beat my dick or tippy touch you know I'll have a cream egg and two tippy touches I like when that kind of shit gets and I like it when it happens naturally um when a situation arises, you make a joke about it, and you, it gets a response a couple of times, and you're like, "Yeah, this is this is going to be an inside joke now." And I like that feeling because I like having the the kind of friendships where you can have those inside jokes. Um, fucking um, fuck off with your um, or cut your arms off, you cunt. Yeah, I I like that inside jokes because it's. But I sometimes wish you could share them. But there is an element you have to be careful of the. Oh, you had to be there. If you try and tell a story, even with this, you know, I might try and tell a story, and it's all very well me chuckling. If I haven't explained it in a certain way. Or uh, being able to relay it correctly, then it, it's not. I mean, it's not going to get the same reaction anyway from being there because being there at the time it's just funny. But like the game, you know, that that game that some people play. And if anyone here listening to this does play the game, you've all lost. I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but you've lost. So feel free to shut me off, throw your phone out the window, or go home now nursing a semi. Whatever your perversion is. Speaking of which, I hate to fucking segue, but that that is something that... I was I thought about at the time and I thought I must mention that on the podcast is we've we've moved into a new house new to us and newly built on the outskirts of Aberdeen in Scotland and we well I the last sort of must be around five or six days ago something like that i was i was waking up because I'm, I'm not sleeping very well at the minute for reasons i'm not currently going to go into what? pardon me but uh I, he I heard noises like not like footsteps or anything but sort of like light drumming like like uh, water, like dripping on like a plastic pipe or something, but quite quick, you know, sort of like 
like that kind of thing, like like a heavy set mouse running inside the walls, which I know isn't possible because it's a brand new house and a built up area. This isn't this isn't the kind of place, and there there isn't any water leaking. There's no, so I don't know where it come from, and I had the thought of like, what the fuck? Who knows what was here before? You know, this could be. I don't believe in ghosts, but this could be built on a, an ancient Indian burial ground. You don't know how many hundreds of thousands of people over the centuries have lived on this patch of land before. I know in recent history, the last 80 to 100 years, I believe it was all fields, but who fucking knows before that, do you know what I mean? There could have been Celts or Picts or Elves or fucking God knows what riding about. And I was, I thought, well... If that is a fucking spirit, what's he doing? Making that drumming noise. I know it's very stereotypical to say that if it was an ancient Indian burial ground that he'd be fucking drumming. That's a tad racist, don't you think? It's a hell of a racial stereotype to assume. And I thought, maybe he's pulling his plonker. Maybe he's floated up through the ground, through the bottom floor, and he's beating his meat in the fucking airing cupboard. I mean, it's warm, it's private, it's dark. You know, maybe that's what he's doing. He's decided to just float around out of his grave and just happened to come into this house and decided, do you know what? It's been at least 5,000 years since I had a wank. I'm going to go up into that nice airing cupboard... It's cosy, it's a new house, it's well insulated, it's reasonably priced, it's warm. I'm going to have a fucking Thomas the Tank next to their towels, which is fine. I don't suppose ghost spunk sticks to anything, I don't think it's like Ghostbusters 2, where all that pink jizz was fucking stuck to everything and made people fucking dance to soul music. I don't think that's the case. But then I'm no ghost expert, because I've never seen one. I know people who say they've seen one, but... Do you believe them, or fucking... Are they on crack? That's the question. Do you trust them enough to... To think, well, you know, they're a very level-headed, reasonable... Smartly presented person. I don't think they would lie about shit like this, but you never know. But even if... They are real. I do not think that ghost spunk will stick to your towels. So if a ghost, an Indian ghost, wants to make it a habit of periodically floating up into my airing cupboard and tearing the heat off it, then fucking go for your life, chief. <laughs> fucking chief. <laughs> a big fucking chief masturbator. The thing that I am uncomfortable with is if we do have a, a ghost of an ancient Indian fucking chief who does periodically float into the house to spank the monkey a bit, I don't want him in the corner of the bathroom while I'm taking a dump, poking his head into the toilet bowl and biffing one off to the sight of my hairy ring. That doesn't sit right with me. That is worth calling in the Ghostbusters. If I'm sat fucking scrolling Facebook or Instagram or what have you while I'm trying to curl one out, I don't also want the ghost of a long-dead Indian chief fucking 
pulling his plonker whilst I'm sat there squeezing it out. That's not kosher, mate. I will, I'm not a religious person, but I will call in an exorcist for that. I do not want to be exposed, vulnerable, having a shite, while some fucking long dead apparition floats around trying to have a chug. That's not cool. That is not cool at all. <laughs> nah, that doesn't fucking sit right with me. Yeah. But no, other than that, it's been nice. Other than the masturbating ghosts, it's been lovely. It's nice to be in a house where we don't have to do any work to it. Because I'm not into fucking DIY. At all, in the slightest. The other half is, or used to be. She likes a bit of painting. Wallpapering and that. She did a lot of wallpapering and painting at her old place. But here, no, there's no need. Blank canvas, fresh start. Which I, I felt like I certainly needed for my mental health. Um, I don't know. I don't think going down that topic just now is... Well, fuck it, you know, what is right? Just talk about what I'm going to talk about and it's up to anyone listening. If they want to turn it off, then fucking turn it off, innit? It's not hard. Like, you listen to what you listen to, you don't listen to what you don't want to listen to. So, yeah, so the, the new house has been like a clean slate. Because um, like I mentioned in the in the last episode... Uh, bit of a bit of a callback there. I don't know if that's the done thing, but in the in in the previous episode, I fucking like it. I did mention the fact that I was in an accident, and I'm still recovering from that accident. And maybe this will become part of the therapy. Is just talking out loud because we don't get to converse as much with everyone as we'd like to. It's okay talking on the phone and that, but if you're talking on the phone. You can only talk on the phone to one person. And if it's a half hour conversation, which with a few people I can do half an hour easy on the phone, but that's because you don't talk to them regularly. You have a lot of subjects to talk about. You have things to talk about and things that you haven't spoken about, things that have happened. And you go, oh shit, did I tell you this? Did I tell you about that fucking monkey that was building our bed? Another throwback, another callback to last week. Fucking got the broadcasting skill set here, boys and girls. Um, fucking um, I forgot what I was talking about. Oh, bastard, it's gone. Shit, the bed. I've completely forgotten what I was talking about. I'll go from where I remember that people can choose to listen to this or they can choose to turn it the fuck off. That is your right as an independently free-thinking human being. If you identify as a human being, you might identify as a parsnip. That is your right also. You might identify as a non 
binary, gender fluid fucking parsnip. And if you want to do that, that's fine. I'm not going to say you can't. I'm not going to tell you you can't do anything. There's some things you shouldn't do. You shouldn't murder people. You shouldn't kidnap animals. Um, you shouldn't have slaves. But fuck, even that people do. They shouldn't. They definitely shouldn't. But I can't tell you what you can't do. I can't force people to carry on listening to this. And there's a... I'd say there was a good chance that some people have fucking stopped already. But if you are still here, thank you. I appreciate it. I appreciate it a lot. You could be doing so much... So many different things just now. But if you are still here, I thank you. I'll maybe in invite the ghost on to do a, a podcast. Um, but maybe I'll need to do, like, enact some sort of ritual to get him to appear. Like, I don't know. Grab myself by the helmet and fucking launch myself round the room for 20 minutes, get him excited, you know what I mean? Get him started so he can finish himself off all over our towels. Excuse me, I just took a, a sip of water. My throat's getting kind of dry. But when you talk pish for over half an hour, that's what happens, I've discovered. And you should keep yourself well hydrated anyway. It's good practice to keep yourself hydrated. And you tend to pee a lot more, but that's the point. It flushes out your system. Gets all the toxins out of your body. Because the kidneys process the toxins. You go even a little fucking anatomy 101 for you. Which is anatomy for beginners if you're not based in the United States. Imagine if somebody in America listens to this pish. Imagine that. Imagine if I get sponsors. I wonder who will sponsor me. Colgate. Or Halfords. Colgate toothpaste. If you're listening to anyone from Colgate, I'll quite happily fucking do ad reads for you. Big fan. Or, uh, oh, McCowan's, is it? Highland Toffee? That's another inside joke. Try the chocolatine. That was, um, again, me and my pal Camel. I'll have to get him on because I think an episode with him would be great. I don't think many other people would get it, but we would certainly have a fucking roaring time. Hi, hi. Um, but we fucking M, stop it, Jesus Christ. We were driving past a field with Highland cows in it one day. And I remember it was McCowan's Highland Toffee. Um and as we passed these coos, I was like, Here men coo men tet big fan of your toffee. And then I did a voice like the cow replying saying, Try the chocolate in and Fucking, I mean, we laughed, you know, another one of those, I guess you had to be there kind of things, but we laughed, so 
every time now again somebody says oh I like that it's well try the chocolatey pardon me fucking I tell you what I can't believe I skipped out this little gem when I was younger um fucking cunt if my mum ever got a cold sore she'd come in and say that's me got another cold sore and my dad would be sat reading his paper if he was home and now working he'd put his paper down and look up at her and go well that's what you get for sucking dicks now <laughs> that might be inappropriate but it was funny to me as a a fucking ten-year-old boy, like, oh, it was just lewd and rude, and it made me laugh something rotten. Again, telling a friend about this, and they found it highly amusing, so now any time there's an ailment in the household, oh, my back's sore, oh, I've got a headache, my response is, well, that's what you get. And I don't have to finish the sentence, because, you know, the joke's already established. So yeah, if you do tell me, oh, I'm having knee pain, I've had a shit week, I've fucking, my arm hurts, I've got a sore eye, whatever, just know that I'm thinking, well, that's what you get for sucking dicks. So that's good to know, a bit of inside knowledge. I think there's a lot of things that you, you pick up uh, behaviourally because some of it's nature some of it's nurture that's just a biological fact and I, I get a lot of my mannerisms from my dad he's a big influence on me even comedically growing up because my dad would say some stuff that I just found hilarious and I also grew up watching Billy Connolly and uh I feel a sort of... I've never met Billy Connolly, I've never seen him live, but from his stand-up and watching his interviews and watching any programmes he's done, you know, I've often felt like the weed get on, and he's he's been a big influence on things I find funny. But, I, you know, I like a, a, a variety of comedians. I like Jimmy Carr, uh, Ricky Gervais, you know... But then uh, uh, Rob Brydon I like and David Mitchell. I mean, not so much stand-up now. They're on TV a lot. Um, but then like Dara O'Brien I like. <laughs> and then like Americans, you know, Burt Kreischer, Tom Segura, Joey Diaz. Joey Diaz makes me laugh. But it's because he says the outrageous things, the inappropriate the inappropriate humour is what I find the funniest. I think the most out. If I can say the most outrageous thing, that makes me laugh the hardest. And it's not, it's not necessarily the thing that's said. It's the reaction from that thing. Because I mean, you have to know your audience, obviously. But if you do know your audience, then you can say that outrageous thing, and they don't know you don't mean it. And that's what almost makes it funnier because it is so outrageous. But yeah, so like Billy Connolly, he once said famously, it's funny if you're caught with the pants down, like 
you can laugh at that moment and that's how he likes life he likes life with the pants down and that was something i i sort of sort of rang true with me i was like that is funny um that's as well like in, i was bullied in school and growing up i found a way to sort of deflect them was if you were very self-deprecating almost like if, if if you've seen eight mile the way that his character in the end spoiler alert although if you haven't seen it by now then you should be taken out and shot at the end of the film where he like goes into this rap battle setup again in the last battle he is so self-deprecating. He says that, which, like, it's true. He says the most horrendous shit about himself so that his opponent has nothing else to say. He's like, you know, you can't hurt me with your words. You can't say anything that's going to upset me because I fucking know it all and I've said it all. And that, that was my defence mechanism for a long time was if I say the most outrageous shit about me, myself that I could think of then they, they were gobsmacked they were like oh um, that's actually a lot worse than anything I was going to say there's no point in me saying it I mean a lot of time it meant that I just got my head kicked in but say la vie <laughs> them's the fucking breaks or that's what you get that's what you get for sucking dicks so but yeah so saying the outrageous thing to get a laugh that's very much my bag like Ricky Gervais says some outlandish shit um, especially in his stand-up shows but that's 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 his style and some people find that funny if they didn't then he wouldn't be successful so don't uh, fucking don't get me wrong I'm in no way comparing myself to people like Ricky Gervais and Billy fucking Connolly. Let's not get ahead of ourselves here. I'm a guy sat in a cupboard on a chuffing beanbag talking into his phone. That's a million and one miles away from people like Ricky Gervais and fucking Billy Connolly and Tom Segura and Joey Diaz. You know, don't think for one second that I've got ideas beyond my station. <coughs> Excuse me, not yet anyway. I mean, sky's the fucking limit, innit? Who knows? Christ. If you put your mind to it and practice and, and do stuff regularly, then you can be great at stuff. Nobody stays entry level forever if you're dedicated and fucking keep at it. Like... The world's your oyster, as they say. So, I'll give it a go. I'll keep going at it and, and being self-deprecating and trying to say outrageous shit. But it's not going to be forced. If it's forced, then it's going to sound fake and um, unoriginal. And it's not going to it's not going to have that free flow to it. You some you can always tell if something's staged, like those weak ass fucking Facebook videos where people are like stood next to a ledge, on one leg or next to a pool, on one leg, 
with their phone in their hand, holding a cup of tea, with a horsetail butt plug hanging out, and somebody sneaks, sneaks, air quotes, up to them, filming a video, laughing, sniggering as loud as they possibly can, in view, in eye line of the, the person sitting next to them, and they push them. Oh, 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 fucking, what a prank. What an original prank, guys. I fucking pranked you. No, you're a cock, is what you are. And if you have to do that to try and just come up with shit to get followers or fans or whatever, then I think you've already lost. And people, if people do watch that shit, it's only because it comes up automatically. Like the next video, when you're watching videos on social media and it automatically plays the next video and you're like five seconds in and you go, oh, it's this fucking staged bullshit. Get off. And maybe that's why a lot of people are leaving Facebook and going to like Instagram where it's different format. It's a bit of a photograph. A wee comment. People can still like and comment. But it's not like... Well, there is a section for videos, isn't there? Now, and there's Instagram Live and there's Instagram TV. and It's all getting crazy. But the more people are indoors, then they're having to do stuff to entertain themselves. Like this. I mean that first episode. That. I really hope people haven't listened to. But it's on. Spotify so you can listen to it. If you want. That was in 2018. Um, I can't If I look back I'll be able to find it. But it was mid 2018. When that was recorded. And it was trash then. And. I'm sure the five in between then and now are probably trash. And people can trash this one. And there's lots of pauses and lots of ums and so's and like. There's lots of that. And that'll take time to iron out it. But as I mentioned earlier, it's just going to be practice and repetition. Only through repetition will this get any better. And feedback. Um, and I suppose criticism. People might like certain bits of it and say, that was good, but this was shit. You know, you could have cut this down by 20 minutes, 30 minutes. You could have cut this by 54 minutes and 39 seconds. Um, <laughs> but I'll keep at it. I enjoy, it. I enjoy listening to them. I I do enjoy trying to be humorous uh, I'd, you know years ago I toyed to try and stand up I performed I've performed on stage with Jimmy Carr twice at the um, I can't remember the place in Edinburgh I can't remember the name of the theatre but Eden Court Theatre in Inverness he did a show, and then a couple of years after that, he did a show in Edinburgh, and or maybe a year after that. And both times I was there, I got on stage with him. And after the show in Eden Court, he was doing a little skit where he was getting like audience participation, and that's that's on YouTube somewhere. Uh, at the end, I had to sing YMCA in front of a full theatre of people, but that's on YouTube. Um. 
or mate, well, it was on YouTube. I don't know if it is now. It certainly was. But he said afterwards, you know, we went to get our program signed and that, and he said afterwards that that was the best that I'd ever gone. I had great timing. And had I ever thought about doing stand-up? And I said, well, I've thought about it, but there's nobody, nowhere really around here to do it. And he said, well, you know, I think you'd be good at it. You've got good timing. Maybe you should give it a bash. And that some people do. Some people, you hear comedians say... You know, I went and saw somebody and it inspired me to give it a go and I fell in love with it and they've never looked back. Um, I mean, look at like Peter Kay. He said that he was working, you know, he worked in the cinema, he was worked as a uh, in shops and fucking entertainment, like hospitality and that, and it just nothing sat with him and eventually found his way into writing and stand-up and all the rest of it and but you've just got to pursue it haven't you that's the thing you just got to do it um, so but oh but you know none of, most of what i think i i do that's funny is in interacting with other people so that's why one of my other friends and work colleagues that I've asked to come on one of these had said about getting guests on. And as I mentioned at the start, I don't have a firm plan for this. Maybe I should. I don't know. He had said, what about guests? Because you do well when you bounce off other people. And that's true. I, I think I am funniest but then like that's why you need to have a bit of belief in yourself because there's no point going well I'm funny but so are they you need to go yeah you know I am funny I can make people laugh and if those people make their way to this and enjoy it then fucking brilliant welcome aboard fucking like it and if they don't then they don't as long as they don't hang around and be rude and pass on fucking negative feedback for the sake of it. Just trolling. I know that's a big thing these days. And eventually, people like to leave a comment. So you should have some sort of platform for people to get in touch. Um, I know not every podcast has that available but a lot of people who do podcasts have social media or some sort of platform where people can get in touch so i will set that up at some point maybe a website i know i, I want to do t-shirts i don't know if anyone would be interested in buying a t-shirt i'll maybe put a couple out and because i have ideas i am quite a creative person like I said in, in the last podcast, fucking throwback again. How do you like that shit? I do like doing drawing and being creative and doing silly little things like that. In fact, my, the, the guy I, I'm going to get on one of these episodes, he's pretty creative with all that shit, doing graphics and that. So I might speak to him about doing some stuff in future. But yeah, so, 
That was a good length, that one. That's what she said. Practice makes perfect. That's coming on for an hour. Um, if I edit out all the M's, then I'm probably looking at 28 minutes. Which is better than the last two <coughs> that I put out, I mean. Because the first one was like 20 minutes. But I edited that heavily. That's been another discussion, is whether or not to edit them. Do you do it warts and all? Or do you try and polish it up? But, as the old saying goes... It's difficult to polish a turd when it's still half hanging out to the back of a cat's arse. Or something like that. So I might just leave it. The last one was unedited. The, f the fucking episodes are lost. Two of them I'd recorded and I went to save and it said, do you want to save in such and such a format? And I was like, yes. And I skipped back into the fucking library and they'd gone. And then there was one, one of the first ones I'd recorded and was trying to edit using GarageBand. And something happened and when I went back to the program to publish it, it said like file not recognised. So I went back into GarageBand to try and change it and it had fucking gone. And then... The last one that I lost, fuck knows what happened to that. I was recording it and my phone went off because I stupidly didn't have it in flight mode because I'm recording with the phone, you see. And I didn't have it in flight mode. And after the phone call, I went to press record again and I only had like four minutes to go. And when I tried to find the previous recording, it fuck, it'd gone. It wasn't there. So fuck knows. I mean, I suppose that, like, I could, I mean, you're talking in the future. I mean, you know, there's some podcasts out there where they say, oh, I did fucking 300 before I was any good at it. So bear with it. I might try and just learn how to produce these myself. My, produce these myself with uh, a lot of the software makes it so easy I mean this I'll record it, I'll save it I'll listen over to a couple of bits of it if I can bear it and then I'll just hit fucking publish and after a short period of time it will be available on Spotify and some other platforms but ach we'll see I'll keep going. The next episode, I've got a, a couple of cracking stories that uh, I I enjoy. One of them I might take notes of, just so I can, just so I can uh, get it, get the story right, and and tell it properly. Give it the 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 platform it deserves but suffice to say the next episode is about experiences in hotels so for those of you who know what that might mean you can get excited and for those of you who don't know what that might mean I hope you'll uh, come back and have a listen and until then Fucking...
Mikey.